0: Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life. This is number 141. Thank you for listening. Thanks for supporting this show, and thanks for uh, listening and downloading and getting to know some of the guys that are right behind the uh, superstars of the sport. And I get a lot of great feedback on this show, and I'm, I'm happy to keep doing it. So thank you to FXR for making it happen. Uh, Pulp MX 20 is 30 sorry, Pulp MX thirty is the code to say with fxrracing.com. Uh, Brock Tickle wore it last year. Filthy Phil won a championship in FXR racing. Of course, the Club MX team was FXR racing as well. So they've certainly got a lot of guys, and they cover a lot of people. And uh, you can save some money going to com and using that code. Great stuff. Great gear. Uh, I love the way it looks. And uh, 2021 stuff has been flying up the shelves from what I hear talking to some of the guys in socal that that work with epixar so thank you to those guys race tech suspension and motors as well uh pulp 20 is the code to save with race tech if you can uh, need your motor work done you need some maintenance done you need some maintenance done in your suspension you need some revalving done race tech will have you covered Uh, official suspension of our guy alex ray rod bell uh and also too of some vintage stuff uh, road road race stuff uh, you name it they've got it racetech.com will have you covered and their high performance motor mods have been really doing really well so please, check those guys out, use the code, and save some money. Thank you to Namira Pistons, Firepower uh, Batteries, Chains, and Oil, as well as Maxis Tires as well for coming on this podcast. So the guest this week, uh, longtime Supercross privateer, you've seen his name in the results. Um, lots and lots of uh, good results in the, uh, in the 250 Supercross class over the years. It's Martin Costello. What's up, man? How are you?
1: Uh, good. Super excited to be in the show. I've been wanting to be on for a while, so I was super pumped when you text me to be on this Wait,
0: week. We did one, I thought.
1: No, we've never done one.
0: Come on. Really?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, really. I mean, I've done a couple interviews with you and uh, like the press conference a couple years ago and stuff like that. But I've never been on the show. So I'm super, super pumped to be on.
0: I swear you got on the show. And when I was thinking, I swear I thought of you like earlier. And then I was like, ah, he was on before. Let me get a guy that has never been on. Like, (laughs) that's funny. So I've been putting off calling you for this show because I thought I did one with you already not that long ago. (laughs) <laughs> so okay.
1: yeah no no haven't been yet okay time.
0: oh good good uh cool well thanks for coming on appreciate it uh how is 2021 supercross prep going for you how's it going
1: well right now is uh it's at a little bit of a pause i ended up breaking my left mm-hmm. hand um two weeks ago I saw that so yeah. yeah so i was just uh training end of the day trek was a little skatey uh whoops whoops were a little bit copped, and then um my rear end just skipped with like two literally like two whoops to go and it went full sideways and I was already committed wide open <laughs> and then I just swapped after the whoops so I didn't even crash in the whoops yeah and um yeah I ended up breaking my left hand but thankfully it wasn't too bad no surgery needed mm-hmm. everything's in place pretty good um and then yeah I have another checkup with the doctor here in another week and a half to see to see how it's healing
0: oh good so yeah it's like a buck like a boxer's fracture type deal one of those things
1: exactly yeah. so it's literally the bone next to the boxer's fracture mm-hmm. um so it's like on my on my on the finger next to the pinky finger yeah I broke that but in hand
0: yeah uh well tell me it was one of those things where you said hey i'm gonna go out and do one more moto like it was one of those days like they always say you should never do that you should never say like oh i'm gonna do one more session or one more moto never say that
1: <laughs> yeah exactly so yeah it was pretty much the last moto of the yeah. day um and it was a little bit of a rough day I had a pretty good week, it was, and then it was uh, pretty much the day before, the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. So I'm like, uh, okay, you know, one last moto, just get through it, push through it. And yeah, yeah I ended up crashing. Oh,
0: damn it. Um, but you'll be all right for the start of the West. Is that what you're going to do, West again?
1: Yeah, West again, and yeah, I'll I'll be good. Yep. I mean, I should have just a couple more weeks um the doctor said that it it usually heals pretty quick and with no surgery should be fine mm-hmm. so yeah the first uh week and a half was a little bit rough couldn't really do much because it was still swollen my fingers were swollen even though they're not broken they were pretty swollen still yeah. so if i try to go on a run or anything like that it hurt but uh, it's been good the last couple of days
0: because it dallas is the west kickoff or it's glendale I don't even know uh, it's uh, it's Dallas Dallas yeah okay so we got we got three we got two weeks in uh, in uh, Houston and then uh, two weeks in Indy so yeah you have lots of time
1: yeah, yeah yeah I have I have lots of time so thankfully that helped me because usually you know we're racing the first week of yeah. January so yep. That would have been a little bit tough and then now I, I think we our first race not till like February 20th so we have we have a little bit of time
0: yeah absolutely so what are you telling everybody what you're doing uh what team you're on and, and everything else for for next year
1: um, so I'm back on JMC Motorsports. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a two-year deal when I signed last year. So it was for, for this year and for next year. Um, Supergross only. But but yeah, super excited. Yeah. It, they've been super helpful. Uh, we've gotten better. We've learned a lot. So hoping to make this year our best one yet.
0: Yeah, that's uh, uh, Husqvarna, for people who don't know. Um, and yep. uh, And they've been around for a while. And it's one of those teams that, like there's a lot of teams in the pits that come in, and I I don't want to name any names, but there's some teams out there that uh, are on a similar program to GMC. But you kind of hear whispers of like screwing over riders and not getting paid, and and little sketchiness here and there. But I don't really hear that with the GMC guys. Like I I think they, and I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's a it's a it's a good program, and the the owners whoever they are try hard and, and do what they say they're going to do, and it seems like. It's been running for, you know, a couple of years or f- longer than that and Carson Brown's put in some good results. You've put in good results. So I feel like it's a little bit of a team under the radar.
1: Yeah, I definitely feel that that we're a little bit under the radar. Sometimes um I look at uh, you know stuff on any website on all oh, the 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 writers for the teams and we're not on and I feel like we've put in some good results but yeah, yeah definitely. Uh Joel and Michelle um are the owners. Uh they're up in Washington. Mm-hmm. They have a a big dealership for they have Huskies they have gas gas now, and then they have Hondas and it's a pretty big dealership up in washington and then yeah they they've been running the team, I think this is going to be their fifth year, mm-hmm. and yeah, I have nothing but great things to say about them, you know more than more than a team they they've been like you said they've been uh pretty legit with everything they've said yeah. they're gonna do uh i don't think they've ever screwed anyone over at least not that i know of yeah and you know the team atmosphere is from other teams that i've been on it's run pretty much like a family obviously uh, results are really important mm-hmm. but they also appreciate us as you know as people which right. sometimes it, it gets overlooked past the results or whatever they're willing to help us a lot and um you know it's been it's been great honestly
0: oh that's good uh, is carson coming back is he back? Yeah, on? Carson, yeah,
1: Carson's coming back. So this year is just going to be a 2 rider program. It's just okay. Going to be me and Carson both mm-hmm. back. Uh, um. So yeah.
0: Dude, last year you guys were close. You battled a lot last year.
1: <laughs> yeah, we ba- we battled a lot. We had a couple of main events where we were. I would pass him. He yeah, you pass me back, you back.
0: Yeah, him back. yeah. No. In
1: one in one of them in in the triple crown in Arizona. Uh, it was the last lap, I think, we were running 8th and ninth. Last lap, all we had to go was oh, yeah. to go, to go th- through the whoops, yes. then a straightaway, and then the finish line was right there. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I knew he was on my butt. I'm like, okay, I'm not letting him pass me. I got a little bit out of shape in the whoops, ended up crashing, and my bike takes him out, so yes. we both crashed.
0: I believe yeah. we, we covered that on our review show. Or I remember being like, oh, can you imagine taking out your teammate? Oh, God. Yeah,
1: <laughs> we were both doing good, so, I mean... <laughs> Whatever, we were sending it, but yeah, yeah, we we had uh, a few good battles, but yeah, we're super cool off the track, you know, and the semi and stuff. We have a, yeah, we work good. Last year, we shared the same uh, riding coach, Mm -hmm. so uh, we trained together a lot. And, uh, yeah, it was good. Right now, Carson hasn't been down here. He's been in Washington. But I think he's coming down to California pretty soon.
0: He's too busy winning pit bike battles.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Bro, Yeah, could he probably go – how close in speed could he go on a like uh, on a TTR 125 to his, to his Husky? I bet you it's not far off.
1: I bet you it's not far off. He Dude. sends it. I yeah. was uh, at the track the day when he – I don't know if you guys saw it, but um, uh, BBR did a little project husky pit bike okay i think with, with like a 65 frame yeah and uh we were out at state fair and he was hitting all the big jumps on it dude and <laughs> yeah he he's not really on him for yeah. sure yeah
0: he's talented he's a really talented rider like i i think he wasn't in shape for a number of years i think like you're in shape i think you're you you seem like you you're pretty strong by the end and you're like uh and correct me if i'm wrong martin at any point but to me you're like a you're not flashy you're you're in shape, you're a professional racer, you know you, you do the right things and then he's like flashy but wasn't in shape for a long time and crashed more. You know what I mean? Like you guys are almost opposites to me in my mind as far as riding skills and and the way you you are on a dirt bike track. That's just my opinion anyways.
1: Yeah, that's what it seems like to me and then somehow we end up finding each right. other on the, the track no right, matter what it is. Right. right. Either practice, qualifying, yeah. heat race, yeah, anything. Catch us together,
0: <laughs> yeah, so for yourself, obviously like you said, broken hand right now, but what what kind of stuff do you want to work on? what kind of stuff do you want to get better uh thirteenth overall on the west last year uh right ahead of Carson uh really, when you look at um uh well Hayes was a little bit better, but you were basically um you know i would what was Hayes on last year he was on uh well, he switched a bunch of teams, he was on two teams, but uh um you know basically i put you as a top privateer sla privateer ish kind of guy last year. Uh, what do you want to improve on this year?
1: Yeah, so that that's kind of something that I've always been like trying to strive on the last couple of years, try to be the top privateer. So whenever there's an opportunity to jump on a factory bike, um, you know they can look at me. Um, and yeah, I mean th- this year I tra- I changed uh, riding coaches. I've been working with Body Antunes. Oh, okay. I think I was on my third or fourth week when I got hurt. Yep. But, yeah, it, it's been really good. I Honestly, for the last couple of years, I haven't really done, like, a full-time program or a full-time riding coach. Mm-hmm. Um, but this year, I'm fully committed to working with Buddy on the bike. And um, a lot of times, I felt, like you said, like I've been maybe sometimes even too fit and not uh, – Not like not...
0: – yeah, not able to, like, lay it down like a, a super exactly. hot heater, right? Yeah.
1: Exactly. So So this year, I'm putting – a lot of my focus on being better on the bike being faster i feel like i'm you know pretty close in the bubble i definitely don't want to be a 13th place guy i want to be inside the top 10 try to be inside the top 10 every time and um, that's something that i've been Mm -hmm. trying to get to the last couple years so yeah definitely gonna put a lot more emphasis on working on the bike Uh, definitely try to make some good gains in the whoops which i felt like has hurt me Mm -hmm. at times and uh, yeah, but I've been super happy training with Buddy. It's been great so far.
0: And I guess for you, that's a bit of a financial uh, investment, right? It's a, it's a bit of a bit of a financial hit for you to do something like that. But again, you're trying to invest in yourself and, and get better.
1: Absolutely. So yeah, that that's pretty much been the reason why in, in the past couple of years, I haven't been like full time with a trainer mm-hmm. because sometimes it's like, you know, it is a lot of money and then especially living out here in California too. tracks are 75 bucks to ride every day. So you definitely take a big hit when you think about um, riding four days a week with a coach. And on top of that, having to pay 75 bucks for the track, it it definitely adds up. But yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not getting any younger. It's not like I'm old or anything, but uh, I I definitely want to put it all on the line and see how I can do being on a solid program and being committed to someone's program. So like I said, Buddy's been great so far.
0: Yeah. What's he, what's he been good at for you? What's, what's been impressive for you? I know I've known Budman forever and uh, he did a lot of good things with Weston. Uh, yeah. I, I talked to, uh, I don't know who I was talking to. It said he was amazing. I can't even remember the rider a few years ago. They they were so impressed by him and I don't remember who it was that told me that, but anyways, what's, what's it been? What's, what have you been impressed with, with, with Antonez and, and his coaching and, and what's caught your caught your ear
1: so i think the main thing is like things that you wouldn't even think of like little technique things that i hadn't done in i mean years mm-hmm. you know like okay let's do a moto with no rear brake let's do a moto like this let's let's do a couple laps just uh just uh focusing on doing certain thing no clutch or anything like that and then when you piece it all together you're yep. like oh my gosh like that <laughs> You, you know, it's some, yeah. something so small that you that gets overlooked a lot. And then it's been really helping my flow, helping me corner. He's given me a, a couple pointers to go through the whoops that have helped me a lot. And then so far, that's what I've seen. You know, yep. It, yep. I haven't been on the program for a long time. It's only right. been three weeks. And at the beginning, it was more like putting in labs, getting comfortable back on supercars after the break and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the last couple of weeks when we were starting to put the hammer down, yeah. um, it was it was good.
0: Right. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Well, hopefully, uh, when do you think you get back on the bike? What are they saying?
1: Check um, one so more checkup. Like, like I said, yeah. yeah. I have one more checkup, but the doctor said it should be anywhere from four to five weeks.
0: Okay. All right. So and how many? Yeah, so how, how many has it been?
1: It's been two, two, okay. almost two and a half. Okay. So yeah. So yeah. Not too much longer.
0: So maybe hopefully, yeah, by Christmas or the New Year, you'll be, you'll have a, a exactly. month, you'll have a month to get ready for, for uh, yeah. Dallas or whatever. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. And uh yeah, so thankfully it wasn't too bad.
0: Are you all lined up with Fly again for for next year? Fly racing? Yeah, we're, yep.
1: We're teammates again, Fly yeah. Racing. Yeah,
0: Fly Racing athletes. That's me. Dude, I <laughs> exactly. finally got skinny enough to fit into the Evo stuff. Uh so uh, I've been loving that. I, I I was I was wearing the Kinetic mesh and the Kinetic and then uh, I started huh. wearing the Evo stuff and oh my god, it's good. So.
1: Yeah, the Evo's great. The I I like the pants They're definitely a little bit tighter, but mm-hmm. you know, they they fit pretty well.
0: Yeah. But again, FXR Racing, bringing you the Privateer Island podcast. <laughs> <laughs> FXR is good, too. Um, yeah. Hey, so, uh, yeah, for yourself, wh- how come you don't do any nationals? Is it just a team thing? I know you did Loretta's last year. Did you do another one? Did I see you in another one? But um, No,
1: last year I just did Loretta's. Okay. It hasn't been up to me, you know. Okay. I've been wanting to do nationals since the beginning, but I just never had the opportunity of having a, a pull-on pull right. national ride, you know. The yeah, most yeah. I've done, I think, was in 2018, and I did – fairly well you know um that's when i met you i got when i got a feeling ride for cycle trader rock river Mm -hmm. because hayden melross was hurt i think he broke his hand or something and it ended up only being like a one round feeling but i did pretty good in thunder valley i think i ended up getting like a 13th or a 12th in a moto Mm -hmm. and then that year i did decent at Glen helen too i think i got like top 15 so it hasn't really been up to me i really like nationals i feel like um, with my fitness, it helps me on nationals. But I just—it's been a right yeah. thing more than anything. But yeah, usually around May when Supercross is over, uh, I'm texting everyone, seeing yeah. if anyone needs a a feeling rider for outdoors.
0: So why did Even. you? Why did you just do Loretta's? What, what was behind that? Was you were you out there or something? Or what was the idea behind that?
1: So the um, the team has a, a few amateur guys, okay. And then they were at Loretta's at the amateur national already. So they're like, "Hey, you know, if you want to race Loretta's, uh, the the semi is going to be there. So ah, okay. we'll just load up your your race bike and stuff." So I ended up just doing the first Loretta's, and and then that's it. And then I was going to do Thunder Valley mm-hmm. and Paula, but then you know that changed, and then I would have just done Paula at the end. So then yeah, right. I didn't end up doing it anymore.
0: Um. Do you have a like? Obviously, the JMC guys have been really good to you, and, and you like it there and everything else. But if someone comes calling, if you're top ten in the points, and, and someone comes calling with a fill and ride, can you can you leave? Can you do that? Would they be behind that? Have you crossed that bridge yet? And have you thought about it?
1: Yeah, so that was definitely one of uh, my first talks with Joel, the team owner. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, from the beginning, I told him, "Hey, like my dream has always been to be on a factory team." I obviously appreciate everything JMC does for me. They run a a great program but ultimately you know uh, every kid's dream is to be on a on a ride a factory bike you know so so we had that talk from the beginning and he's like yeah my goal is also to take you to give you all the tools you need to put you in that position to where you can jump onto a factory team so if if you ever have an opportunity like i would never stop you from from taking it you know Mm -hmm. so that that was really good and that's that's great that they're super understanding with that as well
0: right yeah that's that's yeah that's good Uh, absolutely like i feel like you're kind of on the verge right but then again like uh you're a pretty quiet guy you're from ecuador uh i don't know if anybody like notices you that much as far as like your heater skills right like that's the thing that catches eyes but then at the end of the at the end of the race you're a top 10 guy or you're right outside the top 10 so yeah I, i think to me Martin you got to work on like some like just some heaters right where you got the speed. <laughs> so that yeah, that's the exactly. plan right? That's the plan.
1: Yeah, that that's definitely the plan. I mean this year to pretty much um act like a top guy, you know. Yeah. Go out in the in the group in the top group yeah. uh for practice, be one of, you know. Yep. A lot of the fast guys just go right away. So do that. Um, be up there in the timing board for practices because that I've struggled with in the past. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I've had some great starts, but sometimes I've made mistakes from l- the lack of experience of running up front. And uh, this year, I I mean, I really want to keep those good starts and then be able to run up front, whether it's a heat race or a right. main or whatever it may be, you know?
0: Yep. But, for yeah, for sure. Um. I guess uh, we're gonna we're gonna end up just like we did at Salt Lake City. I mean, that was different. That was seven races, uh, and you you know you were on the West Coast, so you didn't do all of them. But uh, we're gonna end up kind of doing three races in a week again when you get started. Did you? What do you think of that? Do you like that? Were you able to ride during the week at Salt Lake? And, and did you like? How did it go for you?
1: Yeah, I like that. I mean, I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, it the ra- As far as racing, it didn't go that good for me. I mean, I would say that the hi- highlight of my three races in Salt Lake was the, my heat race in the East-West Showdown, uh, where I made it to the main straight from mm-hmm. heat. That was good. But other than that, I struggled a little bit with the tracks being a little bit – I felt like they were a little skatey at times. They were
0: weird, right? Like we had the mutter. Yeah, we had yeah. the mutter. We had skatiness. We had uh, super dry and dusty and shitty. Like, it was weird
1: yeah it was it was tough to adapt and i mean i did i did ride um i wrote i forget what the name of the track was the one track that was super windy, but anyways, I wrote at, the, at, at, at the at the
0: speedway or at the speedway yeah okay, yep yep God, I watched videos from that that thing looked hammered <laughs> yeah and
1: then and then the both of the times that I wrote it, it was after the k t m guys had already wrote it in the morning, yeah, yeah. they were renting it i think on Mondays or something right or Fridays maybe in the morning. And then they would open to public in the afternoon. So, yeah, it was pretty blue groove. But, oh, I bet. Uh, got some riding in.
0: So do you feel like when we go to Dallas, you'll find a spot? You won't just post – like you'll be able to get on the bike a little bit?
1: Um, I think so. Um, I know that there's uh, a lot of tracks around there that are pretty good, that they're usually pretty good. So we'll see, yeah, if we have enough time in between rounds. But I definitely like riding. Um, I like riding. Yeah, yeah, It kind of loosens me up, you know. If I don't right. ride for a couple of days and then I go ride, it's kind of tough. So it's always nice when you get to do like a press day or something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. We had um, uh, we were talking to the guys about it, and you know, even like on that Thursday, the race was Wednesday, so the, the, so they would go Friday before yeah. the Sunday race, and dude, they wouldn't ride much, but just do some starts and do some do some a little bit of motos. Like it just yeah, just it it felt. Like, you could tell that it wasn't a hardcore test practice session, but just to get on the bike, I think most guys like that.
1: Yeah, exactly. It just kind of keeps you loose, you know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes as riders, even if we ride literally like not too days, if we don't ride for a couple days, yeah. we start doubting ourselves. Like, oh, what, what's the next guy doing? Are they riding? You know? Yeah. So It just keeps you more mellow, I think.
0: Yeah, no, I would agree for sure. Martin Costello on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast. Namira Pistons since 2001. Namira has been supplying factory-level pistons and gaskets for every make and model. From two wheels to four, from weekend warriors to top athletes, Namira's advanced piston tech has increased engine performance and reliability without increasing your budget. Follow them on Instagram, uh, namira.com. Our buddy, A-Ray, using uh, namira.com. And uh, check out their new personal watercraft line as well. Uh, before you hurt your hand, do you have any A-Ray stories from any of the local tracks? Like, I don't know, in Hammett or Elsinore or, or anywhere else where, like, he he flew off the track or he broke a chain or his muffler flew off or anything like that? Have, have you, do you have anything? <laughs>
1: uh, nothing too crazy, but I was actually writing with uh, A-Ray that last day. Um
0: he oh when you crashed
1: with yeah he was he was working with buddy a little bit and then that was his first day uh working with him a okay. little bit and yeah he's helping him on the bike yeah and then yeah it happened that I, I get hurt that day but i've known a-ray for a while yeah i was with him we kind, but we both kind of moved to california at the same time oh, okay i was with at club mx uh with him for a month before i moved mm. to california yep. so yeah so I, i've known in a-ray since he was a little bit thicker he's slimmed down quite a bit
0: <laughs> yeah he is he's uh yeah. he he's just a mess and it's great for our shows like all of our shows it's fantastic because there's always something yeah. going on with him right there's always something happening with yeah him. always something yeah he's a
1: great guy though super yeah. funny
0: yeah People's no. he is he is a good guy um uh so hey you're from ecuador uh yeah and of course martin davalos also from ecuador uh he's older than you but do you know him well
1: yeah, so we actually Martin and I same name, same city, same country. We actually uh, he's a, a little bit older than me. So when I was in like fifties or sixties, he yep. was already in the one twenty five, starting to race here and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I always looked up to him when I was a kid growing up in Ecuador racing. He was I was always in you know like I said fifties yeah. or sixties, and yeah. he was in the in the main classes in the one twenty fives or two fifty two strokes back then, and uh, he was definitely the main guy or one of the main guys. So it was cool to see him move to MTF yeah, and go yeah. pro and do so well. And then I kind of tried to do the same thing. You know, when I first moved here, yep. I was at MTF for a few years. And uh, yeah, and yes, I mean, we know each other. Actually, our parents, my, our, my dad and his dad, uh, they work together a little bit because my dad does construction back in Ecuador. Okay. And his dad sells uh, flooring and carpet.
0: Oh, so, so there, my dad, yeah, yeah. My, (laughs)
1: yeah so my dad buys a bunch of stuff from him he he he's sending me pictures of them all the time if they go to lunch or something like that
0: oh that's hilarious that's funny yeah
1: so a lot of people don't know that but i told ralph that and then he said it during one of i think i had to do an lcq in san diego this year yeah and he said that on tv and a bunch of people messaged me oh my god i had no idea but yeah i didn't know either i mean i
0: I knew you obviously knew him right and all that but i didn't know that yeah their fathers are actually doing business with each other that's pretty funny um, yeah, yeah, so, so it's funny. Yeah, so yeah, he moved here early, right? And and yeah, Colleen Millsaps took him took him under her wing and uh and he was here early. So that was definitely an inspiration for you then.
1: Yeah, definitely, you know, because before that, I mean he was the first guy from Ecuador who's ever raced pro over here and mm-hmm. obviously he's been very successful. And before that we didn't really have anyone to look up to other than from Costa Rica, Ernesto Fonseca was definitely yep. great. But there have there hasn't been that many guys uh, that come from Latin America, so I feel mm-hmm. like now every year there's more guys at the amateur races, now more guys in the pro, uh, you know, in the pro yeah. scene. And yeah, it's been it's been great. He was one of the one of the first ones, and he's done a a great job. So definitely, hope one day I can get up there. You know.
0: Yeah. Do Do you go back home much?
1: I don't. Uh, last year I did during September mm-hmm. uh, during the because I wasn't racing the outdoors. Mm-hmm. And then it's just tough, you know, when because I'm I'm on an athlete visa and I have to renew it every year. Yep. And then a lot of times um, when I renew it, it's not uh, I just get approved while being inside the country. So yep. I don't have it the actual visa in my passport. So in order to get it in my passport, I have to go to the American embassy at home. And that ends up usually taking around three weeks.
0: Oh, geez. So it's, yeah. Yeah.
1: It, yeah. It's almost easier to just make a change of status while being in here. Yep. It, in the U.S. So, so I don't know. It's tough right now. I'm, I'm looking if if the doctor says that I uh, can't ride for a little bit, I might go home for Christmas. It's been a while. I think it's been yeah. like five years since I've been home for Christmas. Oh, wow. so I might go for yeah. a couple of days. But yeah, yeah, it's 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 fun.
0: But bro, you just got engaged. Your chick's American.
1: <laughs> yeah, my chick's American. Oh, you
0: you're I'm in. Just engaged. you're just like me. I'm Canadian, and uh, <laughs> you know, I got engaged and got married and got that green card. So. <laughs>
1: You know, yeah, a couple, of, a couple more years for that, maybe we'll be good.
0: What uh, do you have a date for the wedding or?
1: Um, no, I'm no. thinking around. We're thinking around September or August 2022, though, because she's still going to college. Okay. So she's done. She's done in next December, so I definitely want to wait for her to mm-hmm. graduate, and then, and then, yeah, looking, looking around that date. Right. So, okay. But yeah, so. it's been, mm-hmm. it's been exciting. It's been crazy. You know, never. You know that little moment of getting engaged gives you yeah. such a big adrenaline rush that kind of makes you see that there's other things that's not motocross in life. Yeah, no, that's but cool. It, yeah, I saw your tweet. I saw your
0: tweet where you said uh, you you tipped her. She was a waitress, and you you tipped her and put your number on it. It fucking worked. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that <laughs> actually How works. Chances,
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So, yeah, the, yeah. I was just driving back from San Diego that day, okay. and uh, me and my buddy. And, uh, it was like a Sunday and, you know, it was in the summer, like two years ago, three mm-hmm. years ago. And, uh, we were hungry and we went to Chick-fil-A, it was closed. We saw the sushi place it was pretty nice. Sushi place. We yep. stopped, got a couple of rolls. And then when I saw her, this is a funny story, but I saw her and I'd been there once, like oh, a year oh, before, okay. yeah, before yeah. San Diego Supergrass. Yep. And then I saw her and then I thought, oh, that's the chick that I saw like a year ago and I didn't ask her for her number. Wow. I'm, like, I'm yeah. going to ask her for her number. Uh, we sat down, whatever. I told my friends, hey, I called dibs because we were both single. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, I talked to her a little bit, asked her for her number. She said no. Oh. I left my number in the receipt and then yeah. she ended up texting me. Really? I, home, I tell my Yeah. I tell my, I tell my roommates, I'm like, hey, I met this chick. Uh, she texted me and I think I saw her a couple of years ago at yeah. the same sushi place. And, uh, and, and my friend's like, oh, did you tell her that yet? And I'm like, no, I haven't. She's like, oh, my God. Girls love that, you need to tell yes, her. That yes, yes. I was gonna
0: say that is a that is a massive uh a deal. You should yeah, tell her that right yeah. away. <laughs> so
1: so, you know, I'm texting her a little bit that night, the same night that I met her and I'm like, Okay, I'm about to go to bed, but hey, so you know, like about a year ago I came in and I saw you and I wanted to ask you for your number and I ended up not doing it, so that's why I ended up doing it today. He's like, "Oh my God, that's crazy!" Because I've only been working for here for three months. Ah. <laughs> it was a different chick.
0: <laughs> oh no! Oh, yeah. oh God, dude, you almost blew it. <laughs> I thought this story was gonna be much better, much different. Oh, no, oh that's no, funny. Inspired. Um. Oh, so yeah. so she was like, "Yeah, it's later, bro. Lose my number, you idiot." Um,
1: <laughs> Pretty much.
0: Yeah, that's cool. No, that's really neat. I like that. Uh, and uh, you know, like I like I said, dude, you you can get this green card, you can get this thing rolling. Uh, has she ever been to Ecuador? I guess not, right?
1: No, yeah, she came she came last summer with. Oh, okay. Me. So yeah. I, I took her everywhere in Ecuador. Um the Galapagos Islands are part of Ecuador, so we went there. I had actually never been there and it was amazing. It was super cool. She was there for uh, a couple of weeks. She met my whole family and right. it was yeah, it was it was super her, great.
0: Her parents were like, "Ecuador? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are you doing? You you're, you're dating a professional motocross racer from Ecuador?" Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. No, that's awesome. That's a good story. I like that. Yeah, pretty much. And, and she yeah, stuck man. with you even after you told her <laughs> that she'd only been yeah. working there for three months. So, um, Yeah.
1: That's good. Yeah, that's awesome. Sure
0: it'll work down. Uh, so when you, when you, you wrote for destinations, how many times?
1: None. None. Surprisingly, I thought None.
0: I thought you were there. I thought I, I saw your name under under there under Ecuador one no. time. No. Okay.
1: None. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, we've. You guys I mean, don't I feel like we would have a strong team with me and Davalos and there's a couple other guys. Yep. <clears throat> that race and we have like one guy that's pretty good that races in Brazil. That's good. A mm-hmm. couple other guys that race in Ecuador who are good, but it's just been more of a thing of the of our federation not really wanting to help us. Unfortunately. Yep. Was there not an Ecuador
0: team like in the last five six years?
1: No, there hasn't been. The last time uh, I think it was when, whenever it was here in Colorado. Okay, that was the last time there was a a team. But yeah, we've been pushing hard to try to make Mm -hmm. it happen. Especially if it's in America, it's it's easy because I'm here already. Davalos is here already, and then for the for the third guy, we can find him a bike or something. Here would be that hard. But um, we tried to make it happen for Red Bud, but, but, yeah, the Federation just pretty much didn't want to help us.
0: Oh, jeez. Uh, you know, yeah, all they sounds a lot like the Canadian guys, trust me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> y- yeah. All we wanted was for them to, like, sign us up, and then right. like, they they just didn't do it.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, dude, yourself <laughs> and Marty, that's a strong team.
1: Yeah, and then the, uh, Ecuador has never really made the A final. Okay. So, so that yeah, I feel like we definitely would have had, like, a good shot maybe here, hopefully, in the next couple years, if we can make it happen before... Uh, um, before Marty stops racing, that'd be that'd be great. I think I think we would have a strong team.
0: Marty's never going to stop racing. Marty's going to keep going forever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah.
0: Hey, and if it was a Supercross, the Nations, Ecuador, top ten probably probably top 10 yeah, nation that,
1: that'd be fun yeah. yeah hopefully they make that happen in the next few years yeah
0: absolutely i want to thank the folks at max's tires alex ray rod bell using max's tires out there mxsts developed by jeremy mcgrath of course they got the uh light truck tires they got mountain bike tires i use minions on my mountain bikes i absolutely love them and uh, uh they got a lot of things going on with the folks at max's tires please check them out and uh and get yourself a set their mxsts like i said are their answer for a high-end tire maxis.com for more information on that uh the fxr racing Race Tech suspension privateer island life podcast fxr pulp 30s 30 is the code to save at fxr racing and of course pulp 20 is the code to save with Race Tech as well get some motor work done get suspension work done with the folks at Race Tech. tell them you listen to pulp max and they will they will dial you in so uh martin costello on the uh, on the show here so yeah it's i'm gonna give you the same speech martin that i give everybody on the on the on the show so yes you have a ride and, but I don't know how much money you make from it. But I'm, I'm sure you're aware of the 450 purse in Super being uh, four times as good as 250 purse. And I feel like you could be a main event guy in the 450 class. Have you thought about just, you know, doing that and and, and trying to make a go at that? Uh, just I mean, it's not because, you know, like you you would do better in the 250 class, but the money is so much better. And the ultimately the option the the uh, the objective is to make money at this stuff. So have you ever thought about jumping up?
1: Um, I've thought about it. Uh, but you know, as long as I can stay on a team in the 250s, I would like to do that. Okay. Um, just because I feel like it's a lot easier, like on me as a rider, instead if I had to put like a whole program together, I feel like it would be pretty hard. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I mean, I've I've thought about it. Definitely, the purse money is great in the 450 class. The yeah. 250, we we don't really make much. I I got a sixth place, I think, like uh, a couple years ago yep. in San Diego, and I made like I think. Just like a thousand bucks,
0: right? And it's two seventy-five it. to enter, so yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 yeah. So not not very much. And, but you and, could and, could you
0: do west with JMC? Get a four fifty, jump on a Teddy Parks program because you're in it. We weren't fly, so you'd all be able to do that, and then just start riding East Coast four fifty. Could you do that?
1: Maybe I've thought that, and yeah. I I actually was thinking about that this year because finally East is first before yeah. West. So I'm like, oh, even if I could just you know maybe even ride my two fifty for a couple yeah, true. rounds, you yeah. know get it get it going get some you know, some, a little bit of testing going from racing, Yep, that would be great. But, uh, I don't know now if I'll yeah, be yeah. ready by then, but mm-hmm. maybe, you know, it would, right. I would definitely like that because it also, it also is kind of weird, uh, when we have the normal schedule and we go on break, it's so, like, it's like whatever, like a six week break or yep, whatever. Yep. And it feels like forever, you know? So I feel like <laughs> the better, the more I race, the better I get. And then always at the end of the season, I'm like, Oh, I wish this was the start of the season. So yeah. Yeah, I definitely look look into that um, to get some races in in the 450 class. Uh, last year, I did um, Monster Cup on mm-hmm. a 250, I, but I didn't I didn't uh, end up making the main. It was a little bit tough with the track being so fast, but yeah. it, it definitely felt great to race.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure, right? And, and again, you, yeah. the ob, the object is to make money, so um, that's that's the ideal thing. Hey, for a couple of years ago, you rode for the Bar X Suzuki team. Um, what was that like? And what you what you think about being over there and being on a Suzuki? Like, did you feel like the bike? I mean, this was, I think you did. I think you rode before they revamped it, even. Um, which they did a better job at. How was the bike and the team?
1: Yeah, it was great. So I pretty much st- I got on that team in late 2018 because after Abicor pulled it, um, I was left with no ride. But I was already riding Supercars all summer trying to improve. So actually, that year I started riding Supercars in like August. And then I got to the point where, yeah, my bike broke. I didn't have a bike to ride. And then Jamie at Twisted Development um, was talking to the Bar X guys because they were trying to go race Supercross. But uh, they didn't have, you know, like a a lot of funding to do it. So we ended up coming to terms to doing the first five rounds. You know, they're around here, around SoCal, so it wouldn't be super expensive for them. And then they could help me. And, uh, yeah, pretty much uh, Jamie helped me out a bunch. He built me a bike. It was right when the Suzuki actually came out with the new model so oh so it was a new one yeah okay uh uh-huh it was right when it was a new one but the shipment came in super late so we didn't have bikes till like december i think we got bikes and he had never you know it's not like a yamaha or or like a ktm or some or a husky where it's been the same bikes for a few years same engine so you already know pretty much what to do to it Mm -hmm. you use this piston this head and you know pretty much what to do to it so it was an all new engine and um, he started dynoing it like crazy uh trying to get it as good as he could and i actually didn't ride the suzuki till december 20th
0: oh geez <laughs> yeah before the
1: first before the first round so i only rode it for a couple of weeks before the first round yeah but i had him i had my good friend uh cheese drush bardnick i don't know if you know him he was a he's, he's a former mechanic for the rockstar team he was anderson's guy i think okay and um he was my mechanic And it was it was good. It was, you know, a little little effort, not something too crazy. Um, I also had Larry help me out a little bit. Larry Brooks. Uh, We had the Suzuki track to ride at. So, I mean, it it was good. And pretty much the whole goal was to try to give me a platform to do good enough to try to catch a ride and keep racing. Because if that wouldn't have happened, I don't I don't think I would have been able to get my own bikes and do my own program. Right. Right. And go racing. So that kind of gave me a second chance on my career. And they helped me out. And then after that, you know, it was just a five-round deal. After San Diego, I did good on that one. It was a mutter, but I ended up getting yeah. sixth on that one. And then after that, even that weekend at the race, before the before the race that day, I was going to every team. I went to JGR. I talked to J-Bone. I mm-hmm. just told him, hey, like, if you need, even if it's not an opportunity for racing, even if it's just to test the bike yeah. or anything you might need me to, I just want to stay on a bike. Right. Try to ride it. So you know, I went there. I, I I messaged Geico. I tried talking to AJE, to a bunch of different teams, pretty much to Rockwell Yamaha, everyone, to see if someone could could give me a shot. And then JMC ended up giving me an opportunity to finish the season with them. Mm-hmm. And then that's how it all started, pretty much.
0: Oh, okay, nice. So then, yeah, you fit in there, and 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 yeah, you're back. Um, what was it like working with Brooks? I, I was uh, I was on the Chaparral team in '99. Brooks was my manager, and uh, I've known Larry over the years, and and he's intense. Uh, now, you, you know, you didn't work with him a ton, but what was it like with, with Brooks?
1: Yeah. From what I've heard, Larry has mellowed out a lot. You okay. Know? Yeah. So yeah. When, <laughs> I, when I worked with him, the few days that he came out to the track to help me out and stuff, um, he was pretty mellow. He was like, okay. Like we're, I remember we were working on whoops a lot. He's like, okay, come in faster, but not too fast. I don't want you to crash. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah come in just a little yeah. bit faster or do this but he was pretty mellow super helpful definitely has a lot of knowledge and even to this day you know i saw him a few a few days at the trek this uh-huh. year working with Derek drake and anytime he can he he gives me a little pointer or whatever so
0: yeah oh, that's he, awesome he was, yeah he was,
1: yeah he was good to be around and then also the the twisted shop is right by the right by the suzuki the bar x shop yep so i you know anytime i would go there it was pretty close i would talk to larry whatever and he he'd help me a bunch
0: right so what do you uh what do you do for money uh martin when you're not like obviously you do the 250 supercross stuff and you don't do nationals and uh and then you're getting ready to ride like how do you live do you do you have roommates do you do you have some money stashed away from from ecuadorian uh prize winnings or something like how do you how do you make a go of it or is it really tough for you
1: um yeah it's been tough at times i mean i do have i do have roommates um I have a few roommates here in California. I, one of them is Darius and I. Um, I live with them. Oh, okay. And I like yeah, Sinai. Sinai's and, a good dude. Yeah, he's a good guy. So, um, I mean, yeah, honestly, the team has been good enough to be able to help me through the summer too, even if I'm not racing. So hmm. that was like, a, nice. Um, yeah, one of the, the the great things, you know, because obviously, yeah. at a race, as a racer, especially if you're doing Supercars only, that's kind yeah. of yeah. your your main thing. Like, what am I gonna do all summer to survive? So they've they've been able to help me out throughout the summer. Still keep me on a bike if I need a bike, you know, with everything. So they've been, like I said, I'm super thankful for them. They've been, they've been awesome.
0: Yeah. So 2016 was your first uh, 250 Supercross race. Um, what's the jump like? From like, how do you get from Ecuador to America? Like, obviously, like you've seen, Martin is a bit of inspiration for you, and you knew you could do it. Are you dominating Ecuador at some point, and you're like, I gotta try to get better and go to America? Are you are you taking a step to come to America when you're when you're not dominating in Ecuador and how do you who helps you how does how does that all happen that first step?
1: Okay, so yeah, pretty much my dad's thing was we have FIM Latin American Championships, right? Yep. Which yep. is like you're pretty much like your Loretta's for Latin America. Okay. So my whole life, my dad was like, "Okay, once you can win those, then we can then we can go to America." Okay. And I won a few in sixty in sixties, you know, mm-hmm. and then I ended up finally winning one in 85s and then my dad's like okay on my last year on 85s so my dad's like okay we can go to we can go try to race minios so okay we just came to minios he bought me a stock cowie and i went and did minios and it was okay i mean it yeah, was yeah. fun i didn't do like good went to all, a
0: dealership you know? like went to a dealership when you landed in florida
1: yeah, yeah <laughs> we literally went to a dealership in florida like a day before yeah, yeah. and and bought a stock bike Took it to Minios. Pro Circuit to get the suspension oh. done at the track yeah. at Minios. Right, never rode the bike, broke it in first practice, and raced <laughs> like that. <laughs> so, so that was good. And then, yeah, at Minios, um, I saw you know the MTF guys, how mm-hmm. they have the the truck and the guys uh, spinning, warming up, and stuff like that. So I really wanted to go there, even if it was just for a week. Because of Martín so, too,
0: right? Because you knew Martín. Yeah, was because it, of yeah, Martín right, too. Right. Yeah.
1: So I ended up talking to my parents into helping me out going for like a one week camp and then that one week camp turned into a two week camp and i (laughs) I remember i was trying as hard as i could because my mom told me okay this is your opportunity you have to be good enough i mean obviously we didn't know how things work but my mom told me this is your opportunity you have to go there you have to be good enough that colleen's gonna get you a ride so that's how I thought it was gonna work out. Yeah, yeah. So I went, I went, I rode like crazy in my one week camp. Colleen told me that to, I need to mellow down, <laughs> otherwise I'm gonna get hurt. <laughs> I was just trying to impress her, right? And uh, yeah, I definitely didn't have the best technique and stuff like that. Sure. And then, yeah. After that, um, I ended up talking my parents into helping me out um, to do one year as an amateur here, and then that was it. I was gonna do. It was okay. like my, it would have been my 11th grade. Um, okay so you're cool
0: so you're like that, 16 something yeah, like that. Six, yeah 16 yeah.
1: about to turn 17 and then i'm like just let me do this one year i'll, I'll come back here for uh, back to ecuador for school i'll do my senior year i'll go to college and yeah you know I'll yeah i'm going go to family
0: business are you probably going to go in the yeah. construction business right yeah
1: yeah so then that was that was pretty much the plan um and then i ended up racing that whole year it was okay you know i had a few like top five B-class results, Um, Mm -hmm. I made it straight to Loretta's, Uh, I was going to do 250B and 250B stock, and then a couple weeks before Loretta's, um, Dakota Alex's dad uh, says, hey, uh, Mike's leader, the team manager for the Orange Brigade team, just called me, um, The Chase, uh, what was his name, Chase Bell got hurt, and they're trying to fill in his spot, and then at that point, I was riding Cowie's, I had never rode a KTM really, okay and and he's like do you want to take it this is like 10 days before Loretta's. it was yep. my first ever loretta's b class and i'm like uh, yeah i'll take it so i ended up <laughs> taking that uh, i rode the bikes only a couple times before the race and yep. i ended up doing doing decent on my last moto i led a um a lot of it i got passed uh, only by jordan smith at the time who was already on geico yep. and also, is also one of my good friends yeah and um, I got second that moto ended up getting I think fifth overall and then after that I'm like oh maybe I actually maybe I could go pro yeah you know? that was yeah. like the moment where I'm like yeah I mean maybe I actually could go pro so then Colleen talked to my parents Um it sounded like yeah if, if I did maybe one more year amateur maybe a couple more years um I could at some point have a shot of going pro and then yeah that's pretty much what wow. what it was you know did like, you parents so wouldn't have helped you, me did,
0: did you not go home I then did, was that, was that um like I, mean, you I
1: went home for like a little break yeah but pretty much i ended up staying yeah yeah at MPF from that point on
0: right from that point on yeah you went like dude it's kind of like me like when i left to go be a mechanic in 1996 i told my mom i'm like hey i'm gonna go do this mechanic thing for this pj1 team and, and uh and then i'll be back to go to college or university is what they call it in canada mm-hmm.
1: and yeah, uh yeah, same at home.
0: yeah and I, i'll come back and go to university and then she was like, okay. And then, dude, I never went home. I just kept getting better jobs and, you know, kept, kept. I mean, I went home obviously to visit, but I, that was it. I like, that was my new career was being a mechanic, you know? So yeah, yeah crazy. I, and it's yeah, cool that crazy. your parents supported you for that too. They, they, they didn't say, Hey, that's it. Come home. You know what I mean? They probably were giving you some money. You were getting results. You were working hard and they kept saying, okay, keep keep following your dream. Right.
1: Yeah, exactly. So that was, yeah, that was the main thing, you know, because coming from Latin America, like I said, not many, not many people do it, you know, it's right. not very likely that you, I mean, yeah, you see a lot of like people from Europe, like motocross is big there, but in, in our countries in Latin America, motocross is super small. You know, you go right. to like a, a national championship, like the biggest race of the year, and there's maybe 80 riders total in yeah. the whole country. Right. <laughs> you go to, right. you go to a race here, like Minios or Loretta's yeah. or anything like that at an amateur level. And there's like 5,000 riders. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's so small over there where it's pretty much sounds, I mean, yeah, it sounds cool. Yeah. If you can one day make it to Supercross, but it's, it's, I mean, I, I guess it's kind of unrealistic, you know?
0: Yeah. I would bet. So so,
1: are you, so yeah,
0: Yeah. go go ahead.
1: So yeah, my parents gave me, gave me that shot. And then my main thing was like, I'll make sure I do everything I can, you know? To try to make it to work super hard, anything they tell me to do in the gym, mm-hmm. on the bike, anything, yeah. and then yeah, I've always you know tried my hardest because I know that obviously my parents uh, tried their hardest to help me back then, yeah. and uh, and yeah, it all worked out thankfully.
0: So when you see yourself now, you're getting engaged, you're gonna get married to an American chick. Do you see yourself just being in America now for the rest of your life? Do you see yourself going dragging her back to Ecuador? Like, I, you know, I had to have that conversation too with with my wife at some point, like. She's like, well, do you want to go back to Canada? I, I don't. Uh, I, sometimes I do, but, but for the most part, I am I think I'm here, right? I may not stay in Vegas, but I'm going to stay in America. Uh, have you had that conversation? Do you think about that? What, what do you want to do?
1: Yeah, I think I'll stay here, you know? I mean, uh, Ecuador is a third world country. It's great. The people are great. Everything is great. But the reality of it is that there's not nearly as much opportunity as there is here mm-hmm. in anything, you know? Yeah, That's but bro, you could take you could it. take
0: your American money and just live like in the biggest house in Ecuador.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess I could. But yeah, maybe I'll retire in Ecuador. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> Um But
0: You're too you're too young to really remember Ernie, huh?
1: Yeah, I was I was a I was yeah pretty young when he yep. was racing. Yeah. But I've definitely gone back and watched his races and and heard stories and yeah, wow yeah. he was great.
0: Dude he was awesome. He was such a good technical rider. Such a good supercross rider like I don't – I don't. well, actually, when you think about it, like you're a Supercross guy, and, and Martin is definitely better in Supercross than Motocross, and Ernie was too. Latin American Supercross skills are high, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> and you
1: know what's crazy about it? What? That In Latin America, or at least in my country, yep. they don't allow uh, double jumps. They, they <laughs> don't allow any whoops, no rollers, even rollers. They don't. How before. how did Marty get?
0: How did Marty get so good?
1: <laughs> I don't know. So the first time I ever hit a double was here in America. I had never hit a double before. There's never been like a, a gap. It's always a tabletop.
0: Right, 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 right. Oh, that's yeah, funny.
1: So, yeah, That when you think about that, it is kind of crazy. For some reason, the FIM Latin America yeah. doesn't allow right. rollers. No whoops. No doubles. No triples. Uh, no nothing. Just just tabletops.
0: Is it is it dangerous in Ecuador? Like, is it is it like uh, dangerous or is it pretty? I don't know. That's what no, I, it's I pretty, think of. Yeah.
1: Uh, uh, no, no, it's actually pretty mellow. It's actually nice. You know, a lot of people think of, of like uh, countries in South America and Latin America as maybe a little bit ghetto. Yeah. You know, yeah.
0: A little but, like um, just a little sketchy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just a little sketchy. But yeah, it's actually not. It's super safe. They've done a great job. You know, when I was uh, last year, when I was like uh, showing my girlfriend around everywhere, mm-hmm. you know, yep. it's safe at any time at night. There's always policemen looking Right. Uh, to make sure that everything's fine. And you don't hear anything like super sketchy, you know, obviously just like everywhere. Yeah, there, yeah, of there are yes. some sketchy things, but nothing too crazy. It's not right. like the the murder rate is crazy. Yeah. yeah, or yeah, the yeah. Kidnapping rate is crazy or nothing like right. that. It's actually one of the number one countries for retired americans oh wow and they go there and, yeah and then the lifestyle is so so much more mellow cheaper also we're right on the equator line so we don't have seasons i mean we don't have yeah we pretty much just have it's rain just... season which is six months of the year <laughs> yeah. and it rains in the afternoons for yeah. a little bit like florida then, like florida so, a little bit yeah. i guess right yeah pretty much and yeah. then summer which is around 70s and it doesn't rain
0: <laughs> nice yeah that's nice yeah. um Years ago, the Brazilian circuit was pretty good. You could make good money. A few Americans used to race it, like Polcaroba and these guys. Um, can you mm-hmm. still, is it still, like Rodney Smith, is it still somewhere where you can go to make some money, the Brazilian motocross scene? Like, is that somewhere, where, you mentioned like one of the guys from Ecuador going down there. Is that, would that have been your plan B for you?
1: Uh, I never really liked Brazil. I always okay. wanted to make it here or not make it at all, pretty mm-hmm. much. Yeah, yeah. But, but. But it's definitely, they have a great racing circuit. Um, They do have run like factory teams. They have semis and stuff like that that you don't see anywhere else in Latin America. Right. They have, I know that you can make some money, you know, there's some great riders there. I know right now my buddy A Rod Anthony Rodriguez just went there with the factory Honda team.
0: Oh, is that where he is? At. I follow him on social, yeah. but I didn't really know where he was. Oh, he's in Brazil. Yeah, okay, that's, yeah. that's
1: where he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got a call to go race because one of the main guys in the in the factory Honda team got hurt. Yeah. So he got a ride, and you know, I mean, he's fast. He's gotten top yeah. five outdoors, oh, yeah. top five supercross, and he didn't win the titles. Um, he was definitely one of the faster guys, but that yeah. just shows you, yeah, they're, yeah, they're 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 faster, and uh, yeah, there's there's obviously not as many. The the pool's not as deep as here, mm-hmm. but there's definitely a few guys that go fast there.
0: God, when I think of A-Rod, I just can't get his crash at Bud's Creek out of my mind where he drifted off the finish line and hit the wall. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, was... he's
1: had some, yeah, he's had some big ones. <laughs> <laughs> he
0: really has. Yeah, for sure. Um,
1: yeah, I remember his one. He had a Glen Helen on the going down the big hill. I think it was Clout back then or someone crashed and their bike was like, oh, on the landing of yeah. the big, big, big hill. Yes. And he landed on top of a bike and he just hard wheeled <laughs> yes, all the way down. Yes,
0: Poor, poor A-Rod. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, poor A-Rod. <laughs> um, so for you, uh, actually, let me get, talk about Firepower a little bit. For over 50 years experience in the industry, Firepower commits to quality, value, and service for your machine firepower offers chains made in japan featherlight lithium batteries and oil to stand the test of any power sports vehicle the oil is something new for the guys at firepower and they need to be doing a good job on that the all-new firepower motor oil built from the ground up by a leading oem manufacturer is the highest quality uh that firepower offers standard mineral oil all the way to Esther fortified, full synthetic racing oil, blended in the USA, firepowerparts.com. Please check those guys out. Great chains, great batteries, A-Ray, uh, A-ray and Chiz and the Gopher Dunes Honda team up in Canada, all using Firepower Parts. So please check that out. So, um, all right, Martin Costello on the show. So for you, uh, I mean, You've gotten a bunch of top 10s before, but that's that's got to be your goal, right? For 2021, I mean you you got to start creeping into that top 10 all the time and and God the class is deep, but I for you that that should be your goal, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. That's the goal, you know, to try to be top 5 er, or be top 10 every single time and yep. try to get closer and closer to that top 5, you know, even if it's not maybe at the end of the main event, even if I can, you know, get a start and run mm-hmm. top 3, top 5 for a few laps and get the pace and get more comfortable with that. That's, that's definitely my goal. I mean, I'm looking to like, like you said, I've made a big investment this year with um, getting a full-time coach and everything. And I definitely want to do good. You know, that's the number one thing in my life that I want. I want to do good. I'm completely committed to it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and yeah, that's that's pretty much my goal.
0: What do you like to do for training off the bike? Do you have something that you like to do? Do you do, do, you, do you cycle like everybody else or is there something else?
1: Yeah, I cycle like everybody else. I like road biking. I have mm-hmm. a group here in Murrieta. We go on Saturdays for a little bit of longer rides. Yep. It's pretty cool. Um, pretty much, yeah, pretty much pretty basic, you know, right, basic man. stuff. Oh, wow. uh, c- cycling, gym in the afternoons, a little bit of cardio in the mornings before I ride. So I feel like uh yeah right now there's not that many secrets i feel like a bunch of guys are doing pretty much the same thing so yeah yeah, it's kind of what about
0: what about an e-bike you should get an e-bike dude they're great
1: i know i want one (laughs) i want one i've been i've been looking into them i really want one i sold my mountain bike a couple years ago or maybe like a year ago and i haven't had one and then yeah now with the e-bikes they look so good they're they're a lot of fun man yeah i was actually able to ride one in salt lake yeah uh, when we were there for a while, and when I came back, I'm like, oh, I got to get one. So oh. maybe we'll see. Maybe come, up to, come, up to, one.
0: come up to Vegas and do the Pulp Show, and we'll go for a ride. I'll, I'll bore you one of my oh, tasers. Oh, let
1: me know. I'd be yeah. I'd be really down.
0: Yeah. No, you, you have an open invite, dude. Any, anybody's got an open invite to come up and co-host with me. So just you you figure it out. You figure out the time. Um, okay, perfect, yeah. Yeah, people will really dig that for sure. Because I do feel like uh, I know you a little bit. I know you to talk to you, say hi, and, and interview you here and there. But I do feel like you're a little underrated. Like not a lot of people know you. Like you're kind of quiet guy. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe people think you don't speak English or something. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) You know what I mean? But I feel like you're a little underrated media-wise. So so yeah, come on up. We'll we'll try to help. We'll try to fix that.
1: (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, I'll I'll definitely do that sometime.
0: Well, thanks for coming on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast. Sorry I didn't get to you sooner. I thought we already did one of these. So my bad. (laughs) So
1: oh uh, it's okay we'll do another one sometime yeah
0: absolutely and uh and let me know about coming up here for the show anytime good luck uh, uh in the in recovery and good luck in the training i i think you that'll the Budman thing will really help you he's a super smart guy uh, i really like him as well as, as a as a guy so hopefully man hopefully we can see you take a step up with with bud help
1: yeah thank you that that's definitely the goal and thank you for having me it was really fun
0: no problem thanks martin
1: awesome talk to you soon thank